Hi there, everyone. My name is Thomas Segi, and I'm the 2019 Pride of the Hide, and welcome to the King Closet. Today, we are joined by Jody Anderson. Jody, say hello. Hello. Hey there. How are you going today? I'm good, thanks, Thomas. How are you? Good, thank you. And for all the viewers out there, you uh, were the 2018 Adelaide Miss Leather, is that correct? That is correct. The inaugural, in fact. So the first. Oh, fancy. Oh, being an inaugural title holder, wouldn't know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club, son. Thank you so much. Um, So how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling good today. I'm very, very excited about this. So... You ready to step into the closet? I want to get. I want to get back into that closet, buddy. Perfect. Well, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone else. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Oh my goodness, this is such a great question. Um, (laughs) It is, and I've actually been thinking about it. Um, Well, the funny thing is, Thomas, before I was a fetish person, I was vanilla. I was big, fat, giant V. I was big, fat, giant V for vanilla for a really, really long time. Um, I'd been in a couple – I know, right? It's funny. It's surprising, isn't it? Very. Yeah, I'd been in a couple of really long-term relationships and there was just – there was none of that and bringing it up wasn't really an option or an issue. So, um, you know, anything that I might have had a little thought about just wasn't available to me. But but in that, I did recognise some stuff really early on, like um, when I was really, you know, in, in my childhood, I did get The Village People, uh, Can't yep. Stop the Music, as my first album. And <laughs> I remember absolutely going nuts over their sort of uniforms. Um, yep. I cl- have that clear memory. In fact, my dad was an electrician, so we had all the gears. So we um, spray painted a, a hard hat blue and he put a big um, gold lightning bolt on the front and covered it with glitter for a school disco. So I think that's pretty early fetish, really. Um, I mean, yeah, it's um, getting your costume on and yeah, you know, yeah. and recognising some things right there. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then I remember being really obsessed with the California Highway Patrol TV show, like obsessed, oh, yeah. um, you know, with the, you know, the, the the booted cops on bikes. And I ended up getting like a show bag one year from our Royal show and that a flimsy plastic hat in it. And I wore that sucker out, like <laughs> had, to tape it, had to tape it together and everything. I remember that. So, um, you know, I think, I think there was some of, some of that stuff. And then, and I also remember being a teenager, and for some reason, like you know, we had this sort of Reader's Digest encyclopedia dictionary, and I would just study the heck out of like military insignia. Okay. Like I have no, I have no, no reason why no link to the military, but like I sort of see those sort of things as you know, obviously there's something going on there that's sort of you know fetish uniform. Yeah, I'm military I'm, sort I'm of related. A yeah, lot of uniform, a lot of uniform. Uh, stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of uniform stuff. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so we've got Jody who is getting their kink on as a young one um, yep. with making some village people costumes. Yes, then we've yes. got the uh, kind of the fascination building with the Highway Patrol, which mm. I now see currently re- represented in some of your your gear. And then we've got the Jody who, as a teenager, is exploring uniforms and military. Uh, So what happened after that? 
what happened after that is I, I, I got very lesbian, Thomas, um, big L <laughs> lesbian, and just ended up in these vanilla relationships where, it, you know, nobody else I knew around me was kinky. No one else yeah. was into fetish. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like a thing that you could talk about. Like it wasn't – it didn't feel like a thing to bring up with a partner who maybe never mentions any of that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think a lot of that was – well, it was probably dormant in a way, dormant. but yeah. I don't – I think it goes away from you. Like, you know, I can I can't think of anything in particular, but I reckon I probably would have still been eyeing off uniforms and, you know, having that sort of that sort of thing going on. And um Well, well what I'm saying is like that's actually quite reminiscent of actually quite a lot of other people's starts is we've always had that kind of it's kind of you something you notice in the corner of the eye, something that you're looking mm. at and going, I think I like that, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and to know that, you know, it, I couldn't have said to any either of my then partners, hey, I think I'd really like to get a full California Highway Patrol leather uniform. I just, I don't think they would have understood that. <laughs> no, and okay, let's, um, let's just look at that a bit. Um, did that, because you, you've identified that you probably couldn't bring that up. Did that make you feel anything or did that uh, upset you that you couldn't bring it up with them? Or um, was it just I, not a thing? It just wasn't a thing. And I think if you don't, if you don't get, you know, stuff reflected back at you, you don't either miss it or it's not there in your face. So I guess being in such a vanilla crowd with vanilla people where, you know, the main ambition most of these sort of, you know, big old lesbians had was to stay in a long-term relationship. You don't, <laughs> you don't actually have... A whole lot of that stuff reflected back, and I think if yep. you don't, you just you don't see it, you don't miss it, you don't know that it's there. Yeah, because it's not. Um, you don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, well, obviously, I'm talking to you. How did it happen? <laughs> oh, I, I thought you might want to know that bit. <laughs> so, uh, of course, my big L lesbian vanilla relationship ended as most yeah. of them do um and so I guess I started into this sort of world of dating and I'd, I'd really only I had a couple of really long-term relationships that were over like about 15 or 16 years so I hadn't been any yeah I know right so I hadn't been anywhere near the dating scene or anything and of course um you know coming into that scene probably well, I was probably about seven or eight years ago that suddenly there were people who were kinky who were popping up in that sort of space and um you know, there were people who were talking openly about kink and, yeah. you know, connecting up with people who were fetishists. Like, you know, one of the one of the people I dated in that time was a, a latex and leather fetishist and just remember having that sort of happening and seeing that part of the world and doing things like going to, you know, um, to kink clubs and just going, oh, my God, this all actually does exist. Like, yeah. you know, this, this is here. Um, yeah. And I think it sort of resonated around when you finally get somewhere that reflects things back at you, you go, oh, I get it. This is what my little heart's been missing. Okay, yeah. And what were the light bulb moments? What what was what are some of the things that you saw that went, oh yeah, that's that's now connecting to that. This is what I like. This is these are all these pieces of the puzzle that I didn't know I was missing out on, but I'm so happy I'm seeing them now. Yeah, I think it was things like being able to go out and, you know, see people in a whole bunch of different fetish clothes. Um, yeah. 
And, of course, there's always some uniform, there's always some military, you know, and having someone who, you know, was fairly well established within themselves about that, you know, yeah. often dressing up in, um, you know, like a full latex outfit to go out and, and helping them put that on and take it off and, and all of that sort of stuff. Like I think the ritual that, that, of it. Yeah, the ritual of it and, you know, the introduction to some kink play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here, here's, here, let's do a little bit of impact, shall we? And, yeah. you know, just being just being open to exploring it and, and it didn't ever feel like it was weird or, or dirty. It felt like home. Yeah. So it wasn't taboo. It felt um, no. accepted. Yeah, it did, and it felt like it, it. It wasn't one of those those things I struggled with. I didn't go, "Oh my god, what is this kinky stuff?" It was like, "Oh, hello, here you are. I've been missing you." Oh uh, yeah, it's like um, sometimes some people say, you know, they didn't know they were blind until they got glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've just recently had to get reading glasses as well, Thomas, because my <laughs> eyes are getting older, and I'm devastated. I need to say, devastated. Oh, well. You will, you're now saying clearly and yes. from what I'm saying is a lot of this has to stem with gear. Would yeah. that be correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, that that sort of, you know, that relationship didn't last but the love of leather did, which I think is awesome. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I know, how very unlesbian of me. Love um, fades but leather's forever. Leather's is forever. So, um, you know, one of the things that happened was that that person really identified that within me and could see that that was something that I was, you know, really attracted to and, you know, um, did did look did some gorgeous things like you know um one day you know we'd, we'd both gone to a leather shop and um you know ended up when we got back home going here's a piece of leather for you and i got my first piece of leather that was a, a garrison cap that was uh-huh. so yeah so i had all the things the surprise the gifting the yeah. celebration of here's a new space in life for you and here's something to to go on and go forward with. So, yeah. What a lovely yeah. person that person is, is identifying, you know what, we might not be compatible, but I can see what you're compatible with and it's something yeah. that I also share with you. And here I am going to help you with it rather than let my own personal feelings get in way of that journey for you. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I also think as well, like, I think there's something really like a, a deep heart connection, I think, when when you can see somebody who feels mm-hmm. empowered by something. And I think yeah. that, you know, like I, I know I often want to celebrate that in ways with people. Um, yes. And I think, you know, what a beautiful way to keep that tradition of, you know, handing handing a piece of leather to someone to say, you know, here's, here's something for your journey. I think it's yeah. just, you know, it, it, the tradi- traditionalist in me loves it. So that's good. Mm. Um, and then it was then it was all, was all, all no holds barred after that, Thomas. G- okay. <laughs> give someone a garrison cap and bam, look out, they'll get a title next. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, garrison caps all around. Um, <laughs> but okay, so um, how did that leap happen? Because you like you've gone then garrison cap and then you've got title holder Jody. Yeah. What was that journey like? Like how did it what were some of the things that you learned between the garrison cap to the title? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Thomas, how long you got? No. Um 
Of course, it started my journey of getting some more pieces of leather. So, yeah. you know, I started with a couple of shirts and, and I started going to fetish events. Um, and I finally found the fetish scene here in Adelaide. It's not that easy to find. There's one incredibly um, – I was going to be derogatory. I won't be. There's a, an event here that's not my cup of tea, shall we say. Yep. Um, and I found that one because that's more public. But um, I disliked what happened that night and I, ne- I never went back. And I thought, well, okay. if this is the whole kink scene in Adelaide, I'm not I'm not enjoying that. But we're still yeah. doing lots of private kink, cut stuff at home. So that yep. it didn't stop that. Yeah. But then um, – yeah, I persevered. I'm very trying, Thomas. Um, yeah. I've been told, yep. So <laughs> <laughs> so then um, stumbled across like um, because uh, I think it was geared in 2017. Yes. Um, they were part of the Feast Guide and a friend of mine had said, hey, look, they're running this trans women, um, queer trans women and non-binary munch. So, yeah. you know, should we go to that? And we turned up and we were the only two people there. Mm-hmm. Um, from outside, and then of course, but it was the, the the point in time where I met the lovely B, Miss Sydney Leather, yes. 2015 16, who yep. said, Right, um, I'm going back to Sydney, you're going to run this month from now on, and <laughs> as she does, as the queen yeah. does, yeah, yeah, B has a habit of um bestowing stuff on people like that, yeah. Yes, she yep. does. So, <laughs> so I said, "Oh, okay." And um, from that point, hooked me up with um, uh, Alexis, who was part of the the leather the committee. Who, yeah, yeah, we we started a munch. Um, and of course, she's gone on to be Miss Adelaide Leather twenty nineteen. Woohoo! Congratulations, um, to her. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so it started from there. So we've been running that munch. I think we started in January twenty eighteen. It's now been going for about two years, two and a bit mm-hmm. years. Yes. And that was my first sort of connection with um, Adelaide Leather and Fetish and that sort of community and, and committee. And I remember finding out about their event and turning up. And, you know, one of the most gorgeous things that those those guys did was it had been a while because I used to work on the event night. Yeah. But one of the most amazing things they did was go, oh, hey, welcome back. I remember you came that first time. Oh, you know, like I remember you came to that that munch. I remember meeting you. Hey, how are you going? And I think that made such a difference compared to, you know, the stuff from the other one that it was just like, okay, I think I think I like you guys. Good, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, tell me more about this munch. So, what has that munch meant to you? Ah, look, we sort of started it because there's a bunch of different kink munches across Adelaide and we felt that often queer people don't get much of a space within that. There, mm-hmm. you know, there might there might be a few people at the rest of these munches, but we felt like it was really important to offer a safe space so that people who queer people who are new to kink can actually come somewhere that's safe and you know can have a connection and and I guess can find out a bit more about whether or not they do want to start going to events and, and, and looking at doing things. So we've had sort of up and down attendance. Um, we've had some big attendances. We've had some little attendances. But one of the things I really, really love and actually didn't expect was that quite a few younger and emerging trans women have found mm-hmm. a, a safe space. And I yeah. think that's just beautiful because I know that there's not a lot of safe spaces out there for out there for oh, them in the nice. rest of the world so you know they keep coming back and we must we think we must be doing something right but and you know we get to form friendships some of them have been coming for you know a good two years now so we've really? also then 
then we're a friendly face somewhere else in the scene for them yeah. to be able to come up and chat to and feel comfortable and, you know, and not feel like they're going to be alone. We'll often say which events we're going to so they, they can get so a chance have to a buddy to, if they yeah. So for yeah. those listening at home, uh, can you briefly describe what a munch is just in case they don't know? Oh, a munch is when you all get together, you wear um, vanilla casual clothes and you eat some food <laughs> Muggle together. clothes. Yeah, muggle clothes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you eat some food and you just chat. And half the time we don't even chat about kink or fetish. Yeah. A lot of the time we just talk about life and how life's going. A lot of them are, you know, working or uni or studying. or So it's just a chance to meet up that's away from the, some of the pressures of the scene. And, yeah. you know, there's no there's no dress code, there's no formalities. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we disencourage power exchange type behaviour and, you know, hook up culture. It's more just about meeting people and being able to find someone who's, you know, supportive. Yeah, it's about those connections rather than anything else. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. Well, that's good. That sounds like it's very lovely to hear that you're creating those spaces for those people there. And a lot of probably people will resonate with the those kind of uh, those kind of programs and those kind of initiatives just just to find out people who have like-minded interests so when they do want to explore other things that they have someone to go to. Um, yeah. believe it or not, I was someone who was terrified to go out to kink mm. events by myself. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes I still might be. Um, yep. however, I had a friend who had known me since I was like 19, 20. I, we kissed on a train once and, um, mm. he, he goes, come on, you got to come to the hide. And he tried to get me to three hides before he finally got me to the Mardi Gras hide. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that one person, I probably wouldn't have, like, it would have taken me so much energy to go by myself. Yeah. And I think, I reckon, Thomas, if you listen back, probably that's one of the things you might be able to recognise, like, across your podcast is for most people it took one person to encourage them and support them and get them over that line to face their fears or their, their, you know, whatever they're scared of and just be able to do it, which is brilliant. So... Let me ask you this. Oh, I think I might have already answered my own question, but who was that person to you? Because I said you, you went with someone else um, to, I think, when you saw it in the face guide, but who was that one person for you? Was it uh, anyone it was, special? Yeah, it was that person, I guess, um, with the garrison cap who said, yeah, yeah let's let's go and I'm going to introduce you to some people, um, you know, and, and get a start in that king scene. It was definitely that person, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. It's glad to see like you've had a consistent figure in there because I bet you that has probably provides some sort of at least stability in terms of at least trust. Would I be correct in saying that? In terms yeah. Of- yeah, and I think tr- trust is part of it, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so tell me, Jody, what is one thing that you have learned about yourself in your kink journey? <sighs> Wow, that is such a good question. Um, and it I can think, be anything you want. Yeah. I, I think um, for me it's been that if there's something that you want, then forget about the outcome and just do it. You know, okay. like I think, like considering stuff like if, if um, you know, if you're – if there's a competition that you're interested in, you know, yep. like 
just go for it and just do it. Like, you know, the, the Adelaide Leather and Fetish Boys just completely wrangled me into the competition. There was I didn't get a choice. I, I figured they would have come and picked me up and, you know, basically dragged me there if I said no. But but also the choice was mine to say, you know what, I'm bloody going to have a go at it and just yeah. do it. And, you know, regardless of outcome, really the outcome wasn't, wasn't the thing. It was about being able to connect up with a really strong leather community um, yeah. across Australia and to just experience, um, you know, if you had said to me even three years ago, you're going to do a, t- a leather title and you're going to win and then you're going to be part of the broader leather community in Australia, and mm. I would have said, oh, pff, bollocks. you're joking you're having don't even don't even and you (laughs) you know and i can't imagine that the the person who first started you know um finding their 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 sort of toes in the in the kink scene would have believed that either but it happens and i think what what it is is about just saying yes just saying yes just say yes even if it scares you even if it terrifies you just say yes because the, the the least you're going to get out of it is experience. Exactly. And experience experience never hurts anybody. No, it and doesn't. No, nah, and if you're too hung up on all this sort of stuff about whether or not you get a sash or a title, you know, don't be. It's not worth it. It's at the end of the day, you know, people aren't going to look back and go, you know, you did or didn't get that title. They're just going to be like, I love that you got up there and you did it. Yeah, because at the same time. For those particular circumstances, there's all the people who aren't doing it. Yeah. So um, you're already winning by giving it a go. Yeah. And it's the same as when you choose to trust someone to step through a kink space. I think that's exactly the same thing, you know. I think you're it's winning. about, yeah, you are winning. It's about letting go and saying, yep, I'm going to do this no matter how terrified I am. Yeah. And it's, uh, we understand it takes a lot of um, courage. It takes a lot of um you know, it takes a lot of willpower to do those kind of things. Um, but every single time, no matter the outcome, the, you gain that experience and it gets better or you get better at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And you build, you build relationships and you build connections and networks, you know. Like, Thomas, you and I met just, you know, the, the year of my comp and you know we we've I met you at your comp you did I know (laughs) but you know but you know there's friendships that come out of that that are about being supportive and being just part of the the same community and like I know that you know there's there's people all around Australia that would be there for me no matter what like Mm -hmm. I know that and that's not because you know we we spend huge amounts of time together but it's just because you know of the people that we are and we and we we've made those connections yeah if you keep saying no, you miss out on all that beautiful stuff. That means more to me than bloody having a sash. Yeah, like, connections it, and yeah. finding out and just having and just knowing that there's people there for you and also knowing that you're gonna be there for them at the same time. Yeah, but knowing that I'm part of something bigger is often mm-hmm. you know, it's not just about me, it's about something big bigger. It's about the global leather community. Um and you know we're connected across the globe, even. So if you say yes, you might you might find so many opportunities just open up. Good, that's good. That's very good advice. Um, I'm so happy that you've learned that about yourself, and just giving it a, a red hot go. Give it a red hot go. I say that so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
is that is that um, implying something to do with some of your extracurricular activities, Jody? Oh, uh, what, 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 like a flag red or something? Is that what you're sort of saying? Mm, I have seen it, the colour of the yeah. yeah, I might have a little bit of red floating around, which is, you know, which is, yeah, yeah, it is a yeah, flag. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. flag. You're flat. It's a I'm flag. Owning it's a flag. It. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. Own it. All right, Jody. Uh, well, I think that brings us to the end of the interview. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, Thomas, thank you. Uh, I, I feel like you, you know, the, the consent at the start was beautiful and it just became <laughs> just a lovely journey. So, Good. you know, thank you. I, I, I know I probably should have uh, checked in halfway to check that you're still going okay with all of this. Well, you learn something every day, Thomas. Remember, <laughs> just be open to it. <laughs> no, I feel great. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for helping me identify some things for myself. I think that's that's a gift. So thank you. No worries. It's, I'm pleasure to do so. Well, thank you for stepping in the closet and thank you for coming out of the king closet again with me. Ba-bam! Thank you. Um, well, Thank you very much, everyone. That's all the time we have for tonight. Um, thank you for listening in. And, again, thank you so much, Jody, for being part of King Closet. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Bye.